The area's premier garage door company is Central PA Dock and Door. For a wide selection of garage doors, visit their large showroom featuring Clope Garage Doors, the only garage door backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Besides sales and installation, Central PA Dock and Door repairs all brands of garage doors and garage door openers and even have parts for the do-it-yourselfers. Central PA Dock and Door, near the Driver's License Center in Yeagertown. Online at centralpadockanddoor.com. PA664. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chick Sports Mix brought to you by Central PA Dock and Door. I'm Kyle Smith. With me always is Adam Sheets. And we got everything you need to know about Mifflin County sports for this upcoming week, the week of April 19th. Adam, how's your day been? It's been a good day. You know, getting ready for the week should have a pretty exciting one in the sports world. Both teams have some big games this week. See, see if specifically the softball and baseball team might be able to get some wins. Big game indeed. Now, you listening might not hear this till today's over. It is Monday. The game that was scheduled for the 19th today against Belfont for baseball got postponed. That is officially for COVID reasons. So there's one game already gone for the baseball team on the schedule. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I mean, I don't know if they're going to try to reschedule. I mean, obviously, that's stuff the Athletic Department of Mifflin County and Belfont are going to have to sit down and deal with. If there's COVID issues, who knows? We could be waiting two weeks to maybe try to make that game up. So it could be interesting. You know, obviously, it's a game baseball loses, but sometimes not the worst thing. Baseball did not have a great week last week. They're a little banged up. Maybe the extra day of rest before playing Chambersburg tomorrow could be a good thing. Postponed always leaves the option of when to play it again. If you say cancel, now, I say cancel. A lot of things this year got canceled that got brought back up. Like, let's talk about college football. <laughs> canceled. No, it's not. All right. Anyway, so we're going to start off with softball. We aren't going to do softball first this week, but that was the last game we watched. They played Central Dolphin, and Central Dolphin laid the hammer down. They beat the Huskies 8-1, to which is interesting because the Tuesday prior – Huskies beat Redland 11 to 2. So there's a lot of big scores here, not a lot of close games. What we take away was the offense just wasn't there. There were a couple fielding mistakes, you know, things that can be polished off and corrected, but it's just the bats weren't swinging. It's a chilly day. Maybe they were afraid to make contact and sting their hands. I should use the word afraid loosely. I don't mean like they were scared, but you, you get the point I'm trying to make. What's your takeaway? Um, you know, I thought it was obviously a tough game. I thought Mifflin County, like you said, I think they're a team that. They live by the bats and they die by the bats is what it seems like. They're either going to have a really good day at the plate where they're hitting a lot or they're going to struggle. And I think we just got to give a lot of credit to Central Dolphin in the game. I thought they did a phenomenal job defensively. I thought Mifflin County, even when they made contact, it was opportunities to get some hits. But Central Dolphin was unbelievable in the field. Not many fielding mistakes, if any. Their pitching was great all night. Uh, I thought it was just a good all-around game for Central Dolphin. Mifflin County, they're a team that's probably going to give up runs. They have good pitchers. I thought Matty Wolfgang had a good game. I also thought Devaney Kondrak came in and played well as well. I think it's just some, I mean, they're a team that it's soft. I mean, there's a lot of contact in softball. Uh, That seems to be a theme for a lot of games we watch. There's obviously a lot of contact. Uh, and that's what we noticed, and Mifflin County just wasn't able to make the sit down and make the plays to win the game, and Central Dolphin was. So just hats off to Central Dolphin. I didn't think it was a bad game for Mifflin County. I think they proved that wasn't them because they played State College the next day and beat them 8-5 to five in a makeup game from earlier in the season when it got canceled. So, I mean, obviously they got the win back, and I think they're back on the right track. They did get that win. They broke 500. 
after Central Dolphin three and three, the win over State College improves them to four and three. You know, Devaney Kondrak and Maddie Wolfgang really kind of separating themselves from the rest of the pitchers. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of pitchers. Usually, every game we've been to, they've been the who's on the mound. I think Alicia Schilling was once, but uh, they rocked that mound. Yeah, and actually, the one thing I did notice just looking at the stats from the state college game, Alicia Schilling, Devaney Kondrak, and Maddie Wolfgang all pitched in that game. So they used all three. It was an interesting tactic. I don't know. I think Alicia Schilling got the start, and I think they changed after that. Or Devaney Kondrak. I don't know the way that game started. We obviously weren't there. But I think, you know, it was definitely a good game. It was actually, I mean, I was looking at it. It was a low-hit game. Mifflin County got down 3 nothing, then scored four runs in the bottom of the second to make it 4-3. to three. Uh, their own, Mifflin County only had five hits, but they had eight runs. They were able to, when they walked, get on base and make it count. I think that was a problem we also noticed at Central Dolphin. They didn't get many base runners, but when they did, it seemed like they weren't able to finish that job, that we felt like they had a chance to chip away at that lead and weren't able to do stuff with runners in scoring position or runners on the base paths. I, they definitely fixed that against State College to put up eight runs on only five hits. Only had, I mean, they did have two errors. State College had four. So, I mean, they're making contact with the ball, getting opportunities to get on and capitalizing. So, I just think it was a bounce back game. I think Central Dolphin, they're projected. Remember, we said they were the reigning state champions. They were projected to do a lot of damage in the mid pen this year. They were off to a slow start, but I think they're that team that's kind of going to get going here in the next coming weeks. And I just think Mifflin County ran into a, just a really good, maybe a central Dolphin team that's ready to make a run. Yeah. Back to your point, getting on base. That's the biggest thing. Whether it's a walk, a hit, hit by pitch. You don't want to be hit by pitch. If you're in a dire situation, I don't see a reason. Maybe you don't lean into that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's iffy. Still getting on base. The runs will come if you got base runners. You can't have them without people on base. So I think that Central Dolphin team, they're always tough. No matter what sport, it seems like they're always just a brick wall you got to run into and get knocked down. They played them again. Who knows? I mean, look at this the scores I'm looking at. Cedar Cliff, 20-1. Altoona, 13-2. Redland, 11-2. State College, 8-5. I mean, they're putting up numbers. Even in a couple of their losses, the loss to Cumberland Valley still put up five. You know, so they play them again and they can get the bats going. You never know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, like we said, they're a team that when they score, they're tough to beat. And when they don't, they do tend have the tendency to struggle. So, I mean, they have the ability to get it going. We'll see what they can do this week. Well, this week they have two away games followed by a home game. So they do have Chambersburg on Tuesday. That's the 20th. Then they go to Cumberland Valley the 22nd, back-to-back with they face Middletown, but they will be back behind where Highland Park used to be. So three games this week, big week for them. One, let's see if we can go 3-0. Yeah, and I mean, the one thing they do have to watch out for, Chambersburg right now is the team that seems to be running away in the mid-pen. They're in first place. They're projected to be in first place. They're having a really good year. Mifflin County looking for revenge against Cumberland Valley. So those two games could definitely be tough ones. Mifflin County's going to have to play their best if they want to win on the road. They definitely can do it, though. If they play the mm-hmm. way they have, they can. <laughs> but they will have to play tough. Let's shift gears. Baseball. The baseball team is sitting at 2-4 and four right now. Like we said, the game at Belfont that was meant to be today, Monday the 19th, has been postponed. I'm going to venture out and say the COVID issue is with Belfont. Otherwise, I have a feeling that their games tomorrow and Thursday might have been postponed as well. So good news for Mifflin County. It's on Belfont's end. They postponed Try to protect our guys so they can go 
and play this week as well. Like I said, sitting at two and four. Couple tough games last week. After the big win at State College, they run into reigning state champs Redland Patriots and get shut out thirteen to nothing. Then they played Central Dolphin as well, fifteen to five. So they got mercy rolled two games in a row. It, it's been a tough stretch for the Husky baseball team. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it just was a tough week. I mean, you know, obviously this is a week if you're Coach McGonagall and some of the seniors, you say just forget about it. I mean, you can't f- change those results right now. But, I mean, you got to wonder where they go from here. Obviously, we, we talked to Colby after the state college game, said his arm was a little sore from that game, and we really didn't see him play much. You know, he did not play against Redland. He was just a designated hitter, only had the one at played appearance and then where well, he didn't I don't believe he played much against Central Dolphin I think he was trying to get back into it I think he might have played a little bit I know he hit I don't know if he fielded or not um so I mean it's definitely gonna be interesting when they can get Colby back and maybe put him on the mound I mean that's gonna be the tough thing obviously you don't want to rush him back uh obviously this is a team with district potential but I mean they definitely two and four is definitely not where this team wanted to be you look at some close loss the close loss to Cumberland Valley but the other three losses they've really got dominated 16 to 7 to Cedar Cliff 13 nothing to Redland and 15 to 5 to Central Dolphin so I mean you gotta wonder where Mifflin County goes from here and how they keep their heads up because I mean it's easy at this point in the season you're a team that everyone was talking about being really good a team that can win districts maybe make a run in states and you start two and four so it's definitely going to be up to the seniors and the coaching staff just to keep the team in it and don't let them put their heads down. Adversity definitely, you know, makes you stronger. Plenty of time on the schedule to come back. If I'm Coach McGonagall, there's a couple things, a couple points I'm telling my team right now. First of all, you got to get the first win. You just had a couple tough losses. Get that first win again. You got to get one before you get two. The other thing is we're only two games away from 500. You win two games, you're back to 500. Standings change a little bit. You get that third win, now you're back to a winning season. Again, you got to get one before you get two, and you're only two games away. That's what I'm telling them. I'm not a coach. I never have coached. Maybe that mindset is a little different when you're actually in the thick of things, but that's what I would do if it were me, and their schedule this week isn't very forgiving. <laughs> now, now, they do play Chambersburg, who's a team that doesn't have a league win yet, so I think that's one Mifflin County really has got to get. We're going to be there tomorrow at the home baseball field to watch that. And Cumberland Valley, I think – that's a game Mifflin County thinks they have to get because you looked at the game earlier this year. It was a really close loss. It was 4-3. to three. I mean, that was a game I think Mifflin County thought they should have won, thought they had to come to the Valley where they wanted them, were unable to sneak it out. Um, so, I mean, they should win tomorrow. I mean, looking at Chambersburg, just doing a little pre-scouting before we see them tomorrow, they're a team that they're not that – they've struggled at times this year. Mifflin County might be able to get one there. But, I mean – it's going to be up to them just to go out and do the job. I mean, win big games, you, you got to come out and compete. I mean, even when you're the better team, if you don't go out and execute, you're not going to win the game. So getting Chambersburg at home, it's an opportunity. We'll see how the baseball team handles it. It is an opportunity. Opportunity's knocking. I would love to sit here and say they're going to win, but I've seen plenty of games where you chalk it up as a win already and it doesn't go in your favor. A couple come to mind. Indiana, Penn State. He was short. I don't care what you say. I was there. He was short. Let's, you know, close that wound back up. The point is, don't assume. They need the win. They should get the win. What they got to do is focus. Play it as if you're playing Cumberland Valley. Mm -hmm. Because 
if you take you know if you focus on Cumberland Valley too much and say oh they don't have a league win we're gonna have Cumberland Valley Thursday that's my focus Chambersburg's gonna come in and whoop you yeah you don't want that to happen so Chambersburg on Tuesday Cumberland Valley Thursday both home that's huge first of all home field advantage second you gotta get one before you get two if they go two and zero this week they're right back to four and four and they're going they're uh, hosting Williamsport next week and you know it's only up from there yeah I mean definitely like we said opportunities knock and obviously they can't take Chambersburg lightly I mean Chambersburg's a good enough team we said their record doesn't show it but Chambersburg team I mean if you let them get some momentum and you let them hang around in the game it would not surprise me if they could steal one I think they're one of those teams that if they're in a game they feel like they have a chance Smith County's gonna have to watch out and play their game uh, it's just going to be how does Mifflin County execute their game plans? Do they get on base? Do they execute when they have runners in scoring position? Do they, do they not have fielding mistakes? And they're going to be the questions. And if Mifflin County answers all those questions in a positive way, they're going to be 2-0 this week. If not, they could be 0-2 and in a deep hole going into the end of April and the beginning of May. You need to put the shovel down and just you know start climbing back up again. Mifflin County, they do not just play baseball and softball in the spring. That's the only sports we cover. Let's go to lacrosse. Boys varsity lacrosse. I'm looking at the schedule, and I feel bad for them. I only played three games. A lot canceled, including one this Saturday versus Shikalemi. That's already been canceled. They've Well, both their games upcoming versus Shikalemi have been canceled, so I have to wonder if that's COVID-related or something else. I'm assuming in the they have on the 21st Sealance Grove and then the 23rd Belfont both at home. Right now they're 0 and 3. Pretty bad losses. I'm looking at the scores. 19 to 1, 20 to 1, 15 to 1. But when's the best time to bounce back right now? Yeah, I mean obviously and I think one thing we do have to realize when we're talking about the lacrosse team, this is a new sport to Mifflin County. Um, this is a sport that they're trying to add. They're trying to find interest. And I think they have a lot of interest from a lot of underclassmen, a lot of seniors, a lot of people in the school are now interested in lacrosse. So I think it's really a growing sport in Mifflin County, but it's going to take time. These kids did not grow up playing lacrosse like maybe some of the teams they're playing. They did not grow up with the sport and the stick in their hands. So it's going to take time to learn the sport, learn the ins and outs, get used to playing it. And once they get that, I think they're a team that maybe can start winning in the future. Right now, it's just it's not realistic to expect this team to, oh, second year, third year as a sport, you're going to go undefeated and win your conference. So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, just learning the sport, making sure you keep the interest going, keep people playing, and then that's when the turnaround happens. And that's just it. Let's look at baseball. How many kids start when they're four years old, especially in this area? Wrestling. Elementary wrestling goes, you can start, I don't remember. I started when I was seven. There's kids younger than that. Football, start with flag football when you're, what, four or five and move on. What's lacrosse in Mifflin County <laughs> have to have that small, not, I don't want to call it a farm program per se, but kind of like you know who's about to enter junior high, how good they are, who's in junior high about to enter varsity. They don't have that. Mm-hmm. There's no, unless I'm mistaken, I don't know if they have a junior high team. So you're exactly right. It's going to take some time, but they're going to get there. The girls, they've played one more game. They are two and two. Belfont postponed last Friday, the sixteenth. It's not surprising we got the news today. They have a game the twenty first versus Seelands Grove and the twenty third versus Belfont. It's a very similar schedule to the boys. Two and two. Same type of thing. 
very new program. Yeah, and the one thing this girls group has, I mean, I know some girls on lacrosse team, I know the coaching staff, and they, they, they really go out and they play, and they just go out, they travel, they go to places where they can play, and they learn the sport, and they're very interested in it, and that's where you see the two wins, a win against Midwest, a win against Sealands Grove already this year. They get Sealands Grove again on Wednesday, maybe a chance to get that a third win, and then Belfont. Maybe when that game, if that game's played, we don't know where Belfont will be at that point with their COVID restrictions that they have in place right now. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely just an opportunity. Mifflin County's really trying to build a lacrosse, like want to play lacrosse in this county. And, I mean, if they're able to do it, I think the girls are definitely in the right track. Yes, definitely. And how about girls varsity track and our outdoor track? Suffered a loss from State College and bounced back 92-57 to 57 win over Central Dolphin East here at home. That's, that's pretty good, bounce back win. They're sitting at 2-3 and three right now, but, you know, they got Cumberland Valley. It's their next meet. I'm not really sure how good Cumberland Valley is in that department. I know, generally speaking, they are good. But Mifflin County has had some pretty good track stars come through this program. Yeah, and the one thing I have noticed and from what I heard from, from some people in the in the track and field program is they were really happy they didn't win at state but they were really happy with the performance they had a lot of prs personal best uh, but i think they, they were just happy with the way they went there and competed so i think they were very happy with what happened at state and i think they're really happy with beating cd east so i think it's just they said their goal was to get everyone to their prs it's not really team success it's about the individual in this sport and they're doing the right things they're getting everyone in the right spots yeah it's kind of hard to judge like team scores when you're going for individual stuff but prs are excellent shift over to the boys they they won versus central dolphin east too 94 55 so kind of similar scores there big wins big bounce back wins both losing to state college so good for them they're sitting at two wins two losses and a tie so yeah same thing of the coaching scott scott seckler I mean, he said that they were happy just personal best. I think that's what they're shooting for, and they got a lot at State College. I'm sure they got maybe some more against CD East, and they're just really happy with the way their program's moving forward, and they're going to see what they can do. Hopefully by districts, you have some maybe some district champions and then maybe some people going on to states. That's good for morale, too. PR is going to you know, boost your team, boost the individual. Going from there, then you're just having fun. <laughs> you worry about the team score later, all of a sudden a bunch of people, you know, PR and – Oh, oh, look at the team score. Look at that. We just won. So it's, I'm glad that they're taking the focus where it's not about that. It's about, you know, mm-hmm. just individual success. So that record really doesn't sting as much as it looks like it should. And since we're talking about lacrosse, we might as well mention former Mifflin County track and field. And my apology, not lacrosse. We're talking about track and field. Uh, former Mifflin County track and field star Skylar Ciccolini did break a school record at the University of Missouri in her javelin throw. Figured I'd shout that out there. Some Mifflin County people doing very well at the next level. Yeah, that's good to hear. We always hear about, you know, like the Hydleys. You don't really hear about track. So mm-hmm. good for her. Good for Skylar Ciccolini. And keep it coming. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> Tennis team, boys play in the spring. They beat Central Dauphinese. Wow, I guess we're uh, kryptonite to Central <laughs> Dauphinese. Five to nothing after losing to Hollis, oh, excuse me, Holidaysburg, five to nothing. So after four straight losses, they come and get a big shutout win over Central Dauphinese. So good for them. They have Juniata next. You don't really hear about playing Juniata that much anymore, mm-hmm. but in the sports like this where they're not as popular as the what we'll call main sports like baseball and softball. 
I guess, playing Juniata. I, I like the matchup. I wish we'd play Juniata more often, honestly. They're just down the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a little trip down the road. They're actually playing right now, I think. if Yeah, I do have my dates right. They are playing Juniata today, so we should be able oh, to yeah, get I results. Guess that is today. About that day, and they play Paul Myra tomorrow and Altoona the next day. So that's three straight matches. Could, and then they have I a match on Friday. Uh, I guess the tennis team's definitely getting their matches in this week before they head to districts on the 27th and 28th. So, I mean, you know, obviously I talked to Glenn Kyle a lot, um, and he's very happy with the tennis program and the way it's going. He thinks it's going in the right direction. He thinks he has the interest, has people doing the right things, and I think he's just happy with the direction it's going in. You're not going to see the team results right now. You're seeing some individuals compete in their matches, you know, not just all quick blowouts. You know, they're competing, they're having fun, and he just thinks they're going, they're trending towards the right direction. Nice fresh court, too. That wasn't there when I was at school. That purple and, and silver mm-hmm. court, that's nice. But, yeah, I thought I had a busy week. Four matchups this week. So, good luck to them. Hope to see uh, some success. And, you know, that does it for Mifflin County Varsity Sports. Uh, just good luck to everyone this week. Stay healthy and have fun, and let's get some victories. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to some pros in college. Penn State football had their what we'll call blue-white game, which was not the blue-white game at all. It was an extended practice with viewers. Yep. That wasn't the blue-white game. <laughs> no, I was there, uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. Okay, the offense wore white, and the defense wore blue, and they basically just ran through situations, like a normal run-through practice. And, and that's, that's exactly what they wear at their yep. normal practice. Yep, and so I mean, that's just what they did. You know, the quarterbacks wore blue, so they know defense knows don't kill the quarterbacks. And I, I thought it was a very good game. thought we had some good standout stars for Penn State. I think the one guy who stood out maybe more than anyone was freshman Kalen King. Secondary, he had a pick six and then had another interception as well. I thought he was really good in coverage. Um, and I think he was definitely the standout. Also, wide receiver Daniel George had a really good game as well. Um, so I just definitely think that Penn State, they got some standouts from guys who don't normally get in, you know, and now seeing maybe some of that improvement that they're taking from the spring going into next season, maybe the offseason they missed due to COVID. So definitely Penn State's trending in the right direction, if I have to say, from that practice. i got a question for you. You've watched enough Penn State football. The away uniforms, white and white. You like that? Uh, I like them better than the home uniforms. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something. This is going to be controversial. Any Penn State alumni out there, hang with me. Maybe by the end of this, you'll, you'll flip your mind too. Three or four years ago, I don't want to do the math right now, Citrus Bowl practice. The last practice of the year before the Citrus Bowl, as I said, offense wears white jerseys, defense wears blue. But when they do half pants, which is basically half of football pants, no pads, to counterbalance the white, the offense wears blue. Well, the last practice, they switched jerseys. So they had blue on blue. And I'm telling you, the Navy on Navy uniform, very attractive. <laughs> and I said something to someone I was, uh, another manager, man, I'd like to see this once in a, an actual uniform. And Coach Franklin looks at me, he says, join the club get the alumni so the white on white looks good away it's controversial and it's iffy but until you see it in person maybe an alternate blue on blue might not be the worst thing in the world i'm just saying you can take that for what it is i was there you know i liked it you know i i like james franklin i like some of his mottos but i mean if he thinks he's gonna somehow get alternate uniforms approved that aren't the throwback uniforms that they usually wear in some situations 
Uh, I don't think he's ever going to win that one. I oh, think definitely he, not. I think it's going to be the next coach that comes in after him when he's done and, you know, the whole alumni's gone and we have all new alumni in who are like, yeah, let's wear alternate uniforms. I just pray they don't wear black and pink because I had to deal with the basketball team wearing that all year. So No, I'm de- he's definitely not. I would argue that maybe the next one or two coaches are not going to either. That's my plea. I'm telling you, please just consider. It looks wonderful. Nobody else knows if they don't see it. But... You know, take that for what it is. As an alumni, I'd push for it. Let's change it up a little bit. I, I'm not saying move completely away. That is a beautiful word. But once or twice a year, okay, you know. And uh, here's my little pitch also to keep the helmets with the gray face masking number on the side. Oh, I do like the gray face mask. It's, I, would it's, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do without it. Now, now the numbers on the helmets, I think Alabama might want to push to keep that away. Well, what type of points does Alabama <laughs> football have? I have no idea why they care about anything. Oh, NFL draft coming up fairly soon. We saw the Combine, Penn State stars standing out. People all over the country, you know, their last effort, don't have as much film from their senior year. Well, some of them juniors, but so that Combine is huge. The NFL Combine, you know, COVID stuff, it's all different. The draft's going to be different, but hoping to see some – I mean, he's we'll consider him kind of local in the greater scheme of things from Harrisburg, 60 minutes away. So yeah. seeing him go in the first round will be – good for this state i think yeah i mean michael parsons i mean if you guys don't know he did play basketball in our gym a couple of times he has played against mifflin county he only played against mifflin county in football once when he was a freshman at central dolphin until he transferred to harrisburg and mifflin county moved out of that conference um but you know i mean he's definitely a local guy and i mean you always root for a lot of local guys to succeed guys who played against mifflin county maybe not mifflin county guys but guys in the grander greater scheme things like you said in the pennsylvania central pennsylvania area and mike is one of those guys right now i believe he's projected ninth to the denver broncos i think that's pretty much where he's going to stick. I think he's undisputedly the best defender in the draft. I think everyone agrees on that. The problem is everyone in the top of the draft loves offense right now. Thank you, Kansas City. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be nice to watch, you know, a semi-local guy get drafted high up. Yeah, I mean, people make trips from here to Harrisburg all the time. It's 60 minutes, 60 miles, just about. So, I mean, that would be huge. Now, we also have... MLB going on and NHL going on, so good good time of the year for sports fans. NHL kind of getting close about middle of May is when the regular season winds down in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which I think are the most fun <laughs> postseason to watch. Starts baseball, I mean, they just started up. They've got a ways to go. Pirates still stinking it up, as <laughs> always. No surprises there, so it is what it is. So that's going to wrap things up for us. we got two games for you this week, but we're going to start Tuesday with baseball that's the 20th of april versus uh chambersburg at home we'll be on the call we'll let you know on our facebook page wchx1055.com and on wchx1055fm with all our updates and just tune in listen to us call the game have some fun try to joke around a little bit if you can and try to keep our papers on the table after the wind blows so that's gonna wrap things up for the chick sports mix i'm kyle smith with me is adam sheets and we'll catch you next time the area's premier garage door company is Central PA Dock and Door. For a wide selection of garage doors, visit their large showroom featuring Clopay Garage Doors, the only garage door backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Besides sales and installation, Central PA Dock and Door repairs all brands of garage doors and garage door openers and even have parts for the do-it-yourselfers. Central PA Dock and Door, near the Driver's License Center in Yeagertown. Online at centralpadockanddoor.com. PA664.